Hello, everybody. This is Marv, and I'm speaking with Fuzz Martin, and I'm going to let Fuzz introduce himself to everybody because to a lot of us uh, independent podcasters, Fuzz is an incredible, just a force there in the podcasting world. So now he's going to tell you about everything that he does in podcasting. Oh, well, thanks, Mar, for having me on. Yes, I'm Fuzz Martin. I don't know if I'd call myself a force, but I appreciate that very much. I am the host of Good Morning Podcasters, a show about podcasting and, and really things related to marketing, advertising, public relations, and social media as they relate to podcasting. And I'm an owner at an advertising agency in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, USA. Uh, we have about 85 employees, and I live in that marketing and advertising world every day. So kind of bring that here into the world of podcasting because it's something that I enjoy and can kind of bridge the gap between what I work on and what I enjoy. And before I got into this, I was on the radio for 15 years. So uh, kind of have a love for audio and and having conversations with people like you. Do you know what? We're going to go on a tangent here, if you don't mind. So an interesting question, and I know, I know what my answer to this this is, but what do you see if there is a difference between podcast and radio shows? I think there's a number of different things between podcasts and radio shows, and there are some things that I like about each of them. On the broadcast side, I like that it's live. There's a little bit of... Um, you know, nervousness or tension because everything's live and it's got to kind of be perfect at all at the same time. But yeah. the the trade-off to that is you've got a, a an audience listening to you at all times of, you know, in some cases, hundreds of thousands of people. In podcasting, though, you don't have the guidelines or the guardrails that you need on broadcast. So you don't have to worry about what you say as much because it's not going to a, you know, a mom with a car full of kids on their way to, to practice or anything like that. So you, you can, you know, you still have to have your brand and, and make sure that you're speaking appropriately for you, but there aren't the regulations and those kind of things. And also it's not live. So if you screw something up, you can fix it or you can add more things to it to make it sound even better. So there's, uh, there are trade-offs to both. The one thing I really didn't like about broadcasting was the pay. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, ha being able to have conversations with people and, you know, make jokes on a microphone and then also have a job that pays enough to to pay the bills and put the kids into college is, uh, is a nice trade-off for me. So, so I loved broadcasting, but I really enjoy podcasting. So do How I. How about you? What was your, what, what is your answer? I think um, a lot of the time podcasting, I think I've always said that commercial and non-commercial radio is because they're looking at the numbers, they're looking at what shows work. And I think one of the one of the best things for me personally that I find in podcasting is the little areas that it touches where radio of any sort can't cannot touch because of because of them looking at the numbers. And podcasting catches those little areas that aren't actually aimed at in in broadcast radio. That's right. You know, there's that 
there's a finite amount of frequencies that people can listen to on the radio within their geography. But then when you get into podcasting, you know, like exactly like you said, if you have some sort of very niche interest, you can search out a podcast about that, or you can start a podcast on that and people can search you out and find them from all over the world, which is, is really cool. It's a really neat way to interact and connect and to be able to, you know, talk about and shout from the rooftops about the, the thing that you love that maybe not everybody within a, you know, 40 mile radius of a, of a stick in the middle of the ground can reach. So I totally agree with you. Absolutely. I mean, you'll, you'll never find radio shows like, um, I've, I've discovered recently through, um, um, Darren, who does my guest list pod, he introduced me to a show that is all about, um, porter cabins and, you know, sanitary and that sort of thing. And you think there's no way on earth that that would work on broadcast radio, but because of it being a podcast, there's going to be somebody out there that's interested in it. And it's just interesting to me or mm-hmm. that that is there for anybody because I wouldn't normally look at a show like that. Yeah. Yeah. Accessible to anybody in the world who wants to know about that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So before this then, so we're, we're looking at Christmas. This is a special episode for people while the show is on a break. And I thought it'd be nice to get different podcasters in while it's this festive season to talk about things to do with Christmas. And you were telling me this lovely story about um, a family tradition that you had when you were younger. And then over the years, that sort of like uh, quietened down the tradition because of certain things that have happened. And recently you, it's sort of like Christmas has sort of up, gone up in your sort of like world. And you've actually brought some new traditions in. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And, and growing up, my mom came from a very big family. So my dad was adopted. He didn't know his father, uh, lived with his grandparents for a number of years, didn't really uh, have a, a Christmas tradition of his own. But my mom came from a very large Catholic family. She had seven brothers and sisters. All of them were married. All of them had kids. And so we'd go to my grandmother's house, which was a very small two-bedroom home and we she would have the most beautiful tree and she would make the most delicious food and and it was the house was packed so christmas eve the house would be packed with you know my grandmother uh, my grandfather unfortunately passed away when i was about seven but my it would be my grandmother and then all of the brothers and sisters and their spouses so there'd be you know about 16 adults there and then all of the grandchildren. And I believe there were like 25 grandchildren, all in this very small house. And we were in Wisconsin where Christmas is cold and sometimes snowy and, and awful. So I, I can r- vividly remember sitting on the stairs to her basement eating dinner off of a tray because the house was so packed, but it was so filled with love and, you know, good cheer and all the things that, you know, you you talk about as for Christmas as a child, it was, it was almost like something out of a movie or a, a story. And we had that for many years. And then as I became an adult, um, 
and my grandmother started to get sick. And eventually when I was 25, she passed away and it was really a hard year. It was, um, my grandmother passed away. My parents got divorced. Uh, I ended up getting married that year, but it's a, you know, tough getting married and having a death in the family, a pretty significant death in the family and your parents getting divorced all in that kind of same three month span. And so wow. after she passed away that, yeah, after, after she passed away, that tradition really broke up. We stopped having one centralized Christmas uh, celebration. And, you know, there was some infighting in the family and there were some bad feelings. And, and I'm sure, you know, Christmas brought that out even worse with people because there were, you know, I think the feelings of missing, uh, our grandmother, I used to call her granny, Annie blueberry, uh, was my nickname <laughs> for her because, uh, the story went when I was younger, she was wearing a purple shirt, but I'm very colorblind. And I thought it, her shirt looked like blueberries. So I started calling her granny, Annie blueberry. And now everybody still to this day, though, she's passed 22 years ago, uh, still refer to her as granny, Annie blueberry. So, uh, but we would go to her house and, uh, you know, I, I think the people that, you know, the, the family members would think of those times. And I think it brought out sadness and then some of that hurt feeling led to, uh, some, you know, you know, infighting in the family and such. So, so those were tough times and, uh, Christmases just weren't the same for a while. Um, but then, and then. I had gotten married that year about almost two years later, my wife and I at that time got divorced. We had a child. And then, so we had, you know, my parents were divorced had Christmases at their different houses. My daughter had Christmases at my house and her mom's house. And it was really just there. It went from being such as like nucleus of, of family members to being spread out and everywhere. Um, yeah. And I never, you know, for a longest time, I just never really got into the Christmas spirit because it was tough. It was a, uh, you know, had more sad feelings about Christmas than happy feelings. And uh, then I met my wife in 2010 and she came from a more traditional family background than mine. And uh, we started going to her family's house for Christmas and uh, her family lives in a, a nice uh, kind of resort ish area in Wisconsin. And, and we started uh, traveling to go see them. And um, my aunt started hosting a Christmas Eve party at her house or a family get together. Not, not as big as the old one, but still big enough. Um, my parents have since moved to separate parts of the country and they don't get back very often. So I don't really see them often, but going to my aunt's house, I do see some aunts and uncles and cousins and, um, she's got a big, beautiful tree and delicious food, just like my grandmother used to have. Uh, so that that's, uh, started to bring me back around and now going to my in-laws house where they also have, you know, very, uh, I guess structured traditions in terms of, the tree and the meals and the things they do together on, on the holidays. And, and I've since become a part of that and it feels good and it feels like Christmas again. And I actually over the last at least five or six years have felt 
happy to be here in Christmas again. So it's it's been a nice change. Yep, I've said on a recent episode actually we we had a group chat and uh, I, I let out on there that my my family used to when I was a child we used to get together at my grandparents' house uh, as a whole family because my 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 grandparents on my mum's side they had six children my mum four other girls some four aunties and an uncle from that side of the family and then some from my own father's family as well came over because my mum and dad were. Mm-hmm divorce a divorce couple as well but occasionally some from my father's side would come over as well because they'd made they'd made relations with each other friendships during the time mm-hmm. that my mum and dad were married so uh and they were special moments where even if it was looking back a small house but as a young child smaller a small house is still big so you see this enormous uh or i have memories mm-hmm. of this enormous uh tables take you put out on the back garden or somewhere and everybody would be out there all the families and the children the grandchildren and everybody and um it's something that i miss now because they've been gone many years now and nobody's taken up the mantle of that and in some ways i sort of wish that i don't know how but it would be lovely if there was a way of bringing that back in again because it's almost like there's too much distance between my family because of them being separated and I'd like to almost have that feeling again. I'm not Mm -hmm. sure if I can get it to work, but it'd be nice. Right. It's good to have memories that you can look back on and, and you can't always make those memories happen exactly like that again, but you can make the best with what you have. And I think that when it comes to the holidays, that's really what it's about. It's finding that joy. It's remembering those you've lost or those those memories that you've had and, and reminiscing. It's that one time a year where everything kind of seems to feel a bit like the, the cadence of the time feels about a, a bit the same. And especially here in the U.S. where we've got Thanksgiving and then you got about four weeks before Christmas comes. And, then, you know, that that lead up kind of it all the days all kind of come to be the same in terms of the structure every year, but those memories that you make, you know, you, you can think of the old, the old memories you had, but you have to really focus on making some new, new ones that are, that are going to be your happy memories years down the line. Yep. I think there's something very special about what you've got in America that we don't have over here in the UK with the the structure of it. So I look at it as from an outsider, I see it as you get the the Halloween and then so many weeks down the line, you get the Thanksgiving, and then it, it, and then you get the Christmas bit, Christmas as well. Later, after a few weeks after that, it does feel as an outsider that you've got this sort of build and this sort of pattern where it mm-hmm. goes from there to there to there. I mean, the ultimate is you know the the Tim the 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 you know night bear before Christmas sort of like fits that whole period, and so. Is, is it like that? Is it like it, it is like that then in America where it's like a build from there, that step to that step to that step? Yeah, I would even say going one step before that, we have Labor Day in the US in the beginning of September. Okay. And then, so that kind of, you know, it's kind of the kickoff for the kids' school year. And then, you know, Labor Day into it's kind of the last summery thing, right into that Halloween in October. And then, yeah, Thanksgiving. Christmas, New Year's, Valentine's Day. We've got a lot of stuff. We keep ourselves busy, Marv. <laughs> but the, but yeah, I, I do agree that that 
Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's is a really nice buildup and way to end that last part of the year. Anyway, thank you for speaking with me today, Fuzz. For anybody interested, we will be having a long conversation about Fuzz's incredible career at some point. So do you want to let people know how to get hold of you and about all the work that you do and where they can find it, Fuzz? Yeah, certainly. Thank you, uh, Marv. The If you want to listen to Good Morning Podcasters, you can find it at goodmorningpod.com. I publish the show three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We've got a a, typically a special episode, not every single Saturday, but we try to do it uh, regularly on Saturdays called Podcasting Sucks with Jeff Townsend, and that runs on that same Good Morning Pod uh, feed, so you can go to goodmorningpod.com to find all of that. And of course, I'm on all the places that uh, people listen to podcasts find podcasts so you can you can listen there and i'm on twitter at gm podcasters okay thank you very much thanks for speaking with me today uh you can find pods like us on all the socials the regular places like like fuzz just said twitter instagram facebook and we've got a tiktok page as well you can contact me through pods like us at gmail.com Anyway, thank you everyone for listening. Have a fantastic Christmas and a great new year.